know you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Those lucky Patreons, Dennis. I know. Those lucky Patreons. They're going to get some of that yum-yum sauce, and everybody (laughs) else doesn't even know what that is. That yum-yum sauce. (laughs) And then you guys are in for some yum-yum sauce. Welcome to a brand new episode of Dorktrek. I met a guy over the weekend at the Fairfax Comic Con. He was like, yeah, I, I listen to Dork Trek. I was like, cool, that's awesome. He's like, yeah. He said, you guys don't release episodes as much as you used to. And I was like, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> I said, I mean, we're pretty good, actually. I, I said, we're, I didn't say, hey, fuck you, man. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, hey, fuck you, man. Like, we're half, we're almost done with Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Like, we probably do like maybe 45 episodes a year. Yeah, like fucking you get 10 episodes from game of thrones <laughs> our production values are equal <laughs> you get 10 from those motherfuckers like and that's like every other year we give you 45 episodes a year of brand new content along with recalls and hilarious characters like Police House. Yes, I've never seen Police House on Game of Thrones. I mean, I never seen Borg Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> Borg Thugs in Westeros. <laughs> you know what, man? So fuck you. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys don't do it as much as you used to. Fuck off. Like, this thing is like, and I'm not trying to be a dick. And I don't even know if he listens. I don't think I, we've missed more than one week in a row. I, but you know, it's a long time. It's been a long time since we missed more than one week in a row. Yeah, like the gall, and it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's like it's like being a homeless guy going to the soup kitchen, getting a free bowl of soup, and going, "What? You got no crackers? Yeah. Like, th- there's <laughs> what else do? Saltines. I wanted oyster crackers. <laughs> it's just soup. I mean, there's no sandwiches. And I gotta say, you know, I've said it a lot lately. You got to go back and listen to the old catalog the archives yeah that are all still available for free i know podcasts who take their Ooh, archives down that late first season and early second season we really hit our stride yeah but i i know podcasts that take down yeah or put it behind a paywall or something yeah like this is all free like all there's no paywall here baby we're not going to build that paywall no, oh, Jack, maybe one day, but not right now. And we have a little bit of a one with Patreon, but that's if you want to. And you just get extra content. Yeah. But yeah, and I mean that in the nicest like, way possible. Like but the yum yum sauce that the we yum dropped. Yum. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. And you're really nice, and I appreciate your following my career for many stages. Fuck off. <laughs> like, like, really? You guys don't do that as much as you used to. Fuck you. Fuck you. And the funny Bob, part is saying, it's not easy to continue to do a podcast as well as write comics, uh, have successful Kickstarter campaigns, uh, raise two kids and work. Well, I just started I just started working. Yeah, but that's not clear. easy. That's not easy. Uh, it's you know what? I make what it are you, some good. kind of pussy. <laughs> you know, and if I was, you should eat it. That's right. <laughs> 
get that yum yum. Oh, not too much. Um, we heard from Jenny told us just cause I know there is one member of the audience in particular who really enjoys the four of us together. Uh, Jenny's going to step away cause she's got some stuff going on with work. So she's been super, super busy. So she's going to step away for a little while. So she's on hiatus, if you will. She's on the Pulaski plan right now. Like we're going to put her to the side and maybe bring in a Pulaski. We're actually going to get Pulaski to come on the show. That's going to be our mission. Wouldn't that be awesome if Kate Muldar actually would come on the show? Is she still? Well, first we have She's to find out. Is she still alive? Yeah. Let's try. You know I what? Let, so. Let's try. <laughs> I think she's dead. I'm pretty sure she's still alive. But if Dennis, if she's dead, we have an out. I heard she fell down an elevator shaft. She's really old, but the podcasting. What is that? Um, she's still alive. She stopped acting in 1993, so it might be hard to get her. Huh? She was in Batman the Animated Series. She played Dr. Leslie Tompkins on Batman the Animated. Oh. That's pretty cool. Maybe we can get her on the show. Yeah, why not? She's only... Uh, 80, she's 81. 1938, yeah. She's 81. I'm looking at it. You know you're old when your husband, like, she's been married twice. Both marriages ended because their significant other died. Like, you're old. <laughs> like, like she was married from 1969 to 1979. That marriage ended because of his death. She was married in 1981 to 2012. That marriage ended because of his death. Oh, she was. She graduated from Sweetbriar. That's in Virginia. Interesting. All right. Oh yeah. Is that that all women's school? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I think they just like reopened recently or something like that. I think they did after replacing. Yes. They, no, they closed. No, they opened. Nope. They to keep open. Yes. After replacing the board and president, okay. the college rescinded their closing announcement. Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. And then they had, um, that's where they also made those Sweet Pickles books. I don't know if you're aware of that. Remember those Sweet Pickles books where they would sell? You don't remember Sweet Pickles? That must be like a Virginia public education Sweet thing. Sweet Pickles? I can't, it can't just be a Virginia thing. It used to be like a fucking... Keep in mind, I'm from South Carolina. We're in the lower 40s of education forever, so... Sweet. Yeah, but we Dennis, don't import a lot of books. Yes, but you're so smart, Dennis, <laughs> and you're so wonderful. So Sweet Pickles. The Sweet Pickles books is a series of 40 children's books published by Holt, Reinhardt, and uh, Winston, having sold over 50 million copies. Oh, my God. They are set in the fictional town of Sweet Pickles and are about anthropomorphic animals with different personalities and behaviors. There are 26 animals, one for each letter of the alphabet. The books were published in 1977 and went out of print in the mid-90s. Um, the authors also created Sticky Bear, which sounds like a, like a pimp on a 70s television show. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? I'm Sticky Bear. I'm going to bust your ass. Bitch, you better have my money. And the Sweet Bear. Don't have me, Sticky Bear. <laughs> the Strawberry Library. The series is a pun. In each book, the main character gets into a pickle. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear why is my phone just going off whenever it wants to? Sweet Pickle books were read in various episodes of Captain Kangaroo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well. You've never heard of Sweet Pickles? Mm-mm. That's sad. Or Captain Kangaroo. God damn it. So you were really <laughs> living in the dark ages, kid. Of course I've heard Was there that. a black and Asian equivalent that your parents made you watch? Oh, Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> no, we don't watch Captain Kangaroo. 
We watch Emperor Magayoto, who is <laughs> equivalent. Yes. Bow your head in shame. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Um, so we had, like they said, that's the, like each character was an alphabetical, like associated with a letter of the alphabet or something. Yes. I remember there were the books about, they were like, each character was personality based. Like there was Mr. Nosy and Mr. Grumpy and stuff like that. And they were like I'm, little short books about them getting into trouble. Yeah. That's where, um, that movie that Steve Carell was in, right? but whatever um they had accusing alligator and bashful bear and clever camel and doubtful dog enormous elephant fearless fish goof off goose a health healthy hippo uh imitating iguana jealous jackal kidding kangaroo the loving lion moody moose nasty nightingale outraged octopus uh, pos- uh positive pig questioning quail reasonable rabbit <laughs> like that one smarty stork this is a good one temper tantrum turtle the female throws a temper tantrum but she doesn't get her own way the unique unicorn the vain vulture worried walrus x rating xerus z-e-r-u-s sure x rating xerus it looks like a squirrel it's an african squirrel X rating. Uh, What's X rating? I don't know. She <laughs> she writes signs and doesn't allow anything. She has a stamp in one hand and a pencil in the other. So I, I guess know. she yeah. She X's over stuff. Yeah. Like walk you, signs. She makes them don't walk signs. I just thought you'd be sucking everybody's <laughs> Get over here, Zany Zebra. I'm gonna suck your cup. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are all the characters female? No, um, no. And then you have uh, Yakety Yak, who is a male, and then Zany Zebra is also a male. Yeah. Um, and he his cock sucked. <laughs> it makes him zany. I'm zany for blowjobs. You got the jizzing jackal. <laughs> <laughs> the handjob horse. Yes, yes. Handjob hippo. <laughs> The enormous elephant they're just talking about is Gak. <laughs> He's so well hung. Yeah. But yeah, so Sweet Pickles, a good book. I remember they had like a commercial with the, like a, there was like a van and then like this. So that's, I don't remember how most of the song went, but I remember that it ended. Sweet Pickles. Like that's all I remember about the commercial. Hmm. I can find the commercial and I'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, I never heard of it. Well, you missing out, Dennis. Yeah, I guess so. Here it is. This is from 1985. Here, can you watch this? Oh, man, why did they let these motherfuckers drive a van? That's scary as shit. Here, hang on. The Sweet Pickles gang? Yeah, they're driving a van, son. That must be a big van if they all fit in there. Here you go. Can you see it? I don't think you can hear it. Yeah, I can see it. Wait, they're in a real van? Oh my God. <laughs> That's terrifying. Like the books, the books came in like a, in, in a box, in a box that looked like a bus. Would the characters actually come and deliver them to your house? Yes. Oh, it's like that scene in the shining. <laughs> <laughs> when that bear is giving that guy a head. That's what happens. Are you in this commercial? I, I, I really remember this commercial entirely too well. Now that I'm watching it again, you know what I'm saying? 
One of that yeah, still work. So what happens is it's kind of like um, here I'll put the commercial up on the Facebook page. It's kind of like um, like Columbia House for kids books. Like ah. they they send you the stuff for three ninety nine, and then they send you two books every other couple weeks, and then if you want them, you keep them. If not, you send them back. Sweet hmm. pickles. It's kind of like a like the old encyclopedia subscriptions too. Yeah. That's so crazy to me that like they would just mail stuff to your house without you paying for it and then they would just take your money. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of how life is now. I guess Netflix and all that shit. They let you watch stuff and then they take your money. Sweet pickles. Now who do you think would win in a fight, Dennis? Accusing if accusing alligator, okay. Manager of the tower apartments. If accusing alligator accused jealous jackal of stealing something because he wanted it, because jealous jackal is always jealous and wanting things that everyone else has, who would win in a fight? If a, if if accusing alligator fought jealous jackal, who would win? Uh, I guess it depends on how much of a running start the jealous jackal got. Okay, because alligators are quick you know, on short distances. Mm-hmm. I saw a video the other day of an alligator climbing a fence. Like yeah. Somebody put it up on social media that an alligator climbed a fence. Did he get a ladder and put the ladder up? On no, the he just climbed like a terrifying, like a chain link fence. Like it was like a five foot high chain link fence. Oh yeah. Yeah. You sure it wasn't killer croc? Maybe. No, he was I called Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes. So, we're about 17 minutes into this episode and we've mentioned nothing about Star Trek. I apologize. You can only get so mad at this podcast because this is what we do. Yeah. Occasionally, apparently. Yeah. Occasionally we, <laughs> and then occasionally we talk about Star Trek. Every now and then. So this, this is clearly a compression episode. They're going to decompress after the, Six episode arc of the start of season six. Um, Worf is going to the chapel and he's going to get married. Yeah. They, they said it's only like 10 days since they've taken back the station. And like everything's already returned normal. I think the uh, Bajorans like just keep Cardassian stuff on one side and then Federation stuff on the other. So they can just flip over panels like all the decorations and all the, the workstations and everything. It's like, all right, we need to flip it over. Federation's coming back. Yeah, but I also kind of wonder, like, how much were they able to, to like, rewire and reconfigure, if that makes sense? You know? Yeah, like all command codes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, how much were they able just to, like, maybe they just were using Starfleet technology and they just kind of hacked it? I don't know. I, I imagine this time around would be a lot easier because they already reverse engineered it the first time. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we know what we need to do. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, that was like a big point of contention, I guess, in the first season where yeah. O'Brien was like, Christ, this has taken me forever to do anything. Yeah. So now they we can have a lot more manpower now too, since the fleet's all there and everything. That's it's true. The engineering crew there. To yeah, I guess, I guess this would be a bigger priority 
to get it done, you know, because this is, you know, uh, according to Starfleet and Cisco, like one of the most important strategic locations in the entire galaxy. Yeah. And it was run by a commander for a really long time. Yeah. They didn't even make the guy captain. Look, we know that you do a lot here, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, the wormhole's important and the Bajorans kind of worship you, but you really haven't done your time yet. I mean, and to be fair, it's the 24th century where rank and money doesn't mean any extra privilege. So you're just going to be a captain. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to be your commander. Too bad. You don't like it, suck it. I mean, what's the big deal if you make captain? I mean, you're not getting a raise. <laughs> like, nobody's going to care. They just give you more work. Yeah, you just get more work. And we know your people don't like to work. I mean, no, 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 no. You've been in Ohio too long. <laughs> Space. <laughs> Look, I have to go to some space sensitivity courses after That's that. That's right. I'm really sorry. I can't believe you said that to my face. But, I mean, I'm not racist because I know Jordy. <laughs> so, I mean, we're cool, right? Like, All right, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no blow. talking your way out of this one. All right, blow up the space station. <laughs> no, DS9 is far too important. You must it. go to sensitivity training this time. Just, just, just blow it up. Just blow it up. <laughs> there's, there's no way out of this one. They oh. at least should bring Thomas Riker back to try to blow up DS9. They, they did. But he yeah. was just stealing the Defiant. He wasn't trying to blow up DS9, though. So that maybe, kind of thing is deep in the that's deep in the genes right there. Now maybe if Will Riker said some racist shit, he would just try to blame it on Thomas. No, no, I'm not Will. I'm Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Thomas said it. No, he broke out of that Cardassian prison. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. He escaped and got back into Starfleet and then came over here and said some really racist shit, trying to be pretending to be me to sabotage my career. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody saw it, right? And that's what those Maquis do. <laughs> They just, they say racist stuff to slander people. Yeah. Jimmy the Greek was a big, uh, big, <laughs> a big Maki figure. Yeah. And see, his brother, Timmy the Greek, ruined his whole career. Yeah, because there was a <laughs> transporter accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, Timmy the Greek, Jimmy the Greek was really cool. Yeah, he was Tolerable of all races and colors and creeds and religions. But J Timmy, total Klansman. <laughs> like, there's the clan, and then there's like Timmy the Greek, who is like extra clan. Like, even dudes in the clan were like, wow, man, you're that's really, you're taking that really far. I mean, come on. They're like, hey, man, this is kind of more of a social club now. <laughs> we why don't really need to do this anymore. Why don't you, I mean, it's the 24th century, man. Like, you know, we can have our own planet if we want one. We're just kind of lazy. We don't want to build the spaceships to do it. We don't want to have to talk to the space Chinese to build the ship for us. So we have to go out there. And do I mean, so we're just kind of stuck here. Hey, man, Earth <laughs> is for humans. Yeah, man. Get your Vulcaneers off my planet. Damn right. Suck. But yeah, so um yeah, so yeah, Timmy Riker gonna get married. Yes. Which is cute. Yeah. 
and I'm really excited because like Alexander's back. Yeah, Alexander's back, and again, he's got his Tom Cruise vibe going, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder. I mean, I wonder why that actor didn't have a better career. Mark. Because there was already a Tom Cruise. That's why. You know what, Dennis? Whenever he'd go into audition, they'd be like, "We should just get Tom Cruise." (laughs) No, seriously. Let me be in the Mission Impossible movies now. We'll just get Tom Cruise to do it. Yeah. I can be a stuntman. Yeah, Tom Cruise is. I'm like so much cheaper. <laughs> no, no, no. Tom Cruise, he'll do his own stunts. Don't worry. No, he was in Big Love. He was Flower Shop Boy. That, oh, sounds yeah. like, that sounds like a weird sex thing. Come here, Flower Shop it Boy. Sounds like a weird early 2000s rapper name. <laughs> yeah, what's up? I'm Flower I'm, Shop I'm Boy. I'm the Flower Shop Boy. Now he'd be Lil Flower. Yeah. What's up? I'm Lil Flower. He was on The Mentalist and NCI or CI, CSINY. That's too many, too many numbers. Too many number letters that don't mean anything. Cosmos, A Space Odyssey, Be Cool, Scooby-Doo. Oh, he plays Sinestro in Lego DC Supervillains. And he's also in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, so he's become a voice actor. He plays the local pedestrian population. <laughs> Now I wish Ben and Jenny were here because they could tell us what that means. Yeah. I guess it's just walking people. Well, people you come across in town that are walking around. Then they say, wow, that guy really walks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> walking, 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 walking. They walk and jump on couches. <laughs> I love her. But yeah, so Commander Worf and Jadzia Zach are going to get married. This is it. Um, but since Worf is in the house of Martog, um, they have to get like Sorella's approval, I guess. Yeah, his wife, as the mistress of the house, the needs to approve all new women that come into the house. All new women. <laughs> <laughs> so, so would you say she's the bottom bitch of the family? Pretty much, yeah. All right, so she, look at it like that. she has to approve everybody that comes in, basically. Yeah, they got to meet her standard of being a good Vulcan. Otherwise, none house will lose power. Yes, they'll go. Yeah, and you can't, God forbid, you can't let a Klingon house lose power. No. Especially such a powerful house as the House of Martok. Yeah, I mean, from her perspective, it's bad enough they got Worf and Alexander in there. Those and guys I are mean, barely Klingon. Now we got an alien? A trill? A trill. I she mean, got a worm inside her, man. It, yeah, a, a worm. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Worm just sucks worse dick. Gross, man. <laughs> they don't even have sex. The worm just blows them. But yes. She's sleeping. She doesn't even know what's going on. But that's how Worf likes it. Worm is a freak, man. Worf's real kinky. <laughs> It's really weird over there in that house of Worf. Hey, Worm, Worm, you up? <laughs> just come, on, come on, man. Come on, Worm. Just real quick. It sucked the left one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Jenny's not here, so she normally would provide the sound effects for that. That's a good sound effect. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so... And they just oil and water these two because 
she's uh Jadzia is expected to brown nose and kiss her ass and all this stuff, but she can't, you know, she can't do it. Jadzia is looking at like, motherfucker, I was the ambassador to the Klingon Empire. Like, yeah, but all these old ass Klingons love me. But you're not. But you're not. Your worm was. Yeah. But you're just some Lady Marion Wharf. Like, that's the weird part about Jadzia because she kind of, she goes back and forth on yeah. that. Like, like, to be honest, this whole episode, that really wasn't Jadzia. That was just them making content. They're like, we got to have an episode. So there needs to be some kind of conflict. Because I don't think Jad Z would actually ever like, be like that. She's never, ever kind of been really disrespectful to Klingon culture or anything. Yeah. Well, no, like, she you would was... think she would go head over heels and like, <clears throat> or go, you know, go to the full extent to try and prove how much she knows about Klingon culture. Yes. But she, but she almost goes the other way so much so that she... She she tries to bang like some big Samoan dude. Yeah, and like it's real kinky. Yeah. And then while all this is going on, they're having a Klingon bachelor party, which looks like the worst bachelor party in the entire yeah. world. Not this is fun. not the Tom Hanks movie. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> not the Tom Hanks movie. Not a a fucking guy's giant dong and a hot dog. No. But bloody bloody fighting. And Cisco O'Brien. Dr. Brigier and Alexander and Worf's son join them. And the thing is, it's like, this shows me that Worf doesn't really have a lot of friends because he's reaching for people to invite to his bachelor party. Yeah. Like Julian and, and O'Brien are- O'Brien I get, man. O'Brian, he knows O'Brien from back on the Enterprise and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but just he because delivered they, his daughter. They don't like each other though. Yeah. I mean, as far like who really likes Worf? Nobody really likes Worf. It's a reach. And Worf doesn't like anybody. It's a reach. Now, do you think they've gone overboard in Deep Space Nine with Worf being grumpy? Uh, I mean, he's always kind of been grumpy, but they've but, they've definitely pushed it to like all the way to the hilt, though. He's like Walter Matthau. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you put a fucking New York Mets hat on Worf, he'd be fucking Oscar Madison. Like, he's All just... Right. He's just... Get my Photoshop. <laughs> Grumpy old Worf. I'm thinking more odd couple. He needs... Ah, okay. He needs a... And so, like, Julian would be the uh, the uh, Jack Lemon. But it's even hard at that point because they don't, he doesn't have any friends. Like, who does he hang out with? Well, I mean, honestly, Jadzia is his Jack Lemon. I guess, yeah. I guess they are the odd couple. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Da, 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 da. Or I was just going to say... If the we, House of Moog couple. Yep. If we couldn't find him a Jack Lemon, if we couldn't find him a Felix Unger, I guess he could just be Clint Eastwood in Grand Torino, where he's just like <laughs> grumpy and kind of racist. Kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> Get that Ferengi off my law. <laughs> you money grubbing Ferengi. <laughs> what? That's not in the script. <laughs> Why don't you get out of here, pig nose? Before I give you something to smell. My foot after I take it out of your ass. That movie was totally just an excuse for Clint Eastwood to say every racial slur that he knows. Yeah, but it's, but it's still a fine film. Like, it's Isn't still it? a good movie. The acting is so horrible in it, it's off-putting to me. 
but isn't that mainly because of uh, the, yeah, none of them have ever acted before. Yeah. Cleese was just like, Hey, Brown guy, come here, yeah. here here's Chinese, some money. Chinese kid. Come here. We're not Chinese. We're Vietnamese. And actually we're Hmong. No, 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 man. You're Chinese. Come here. Be in my movie. I'm going to swear at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you terrible things in a language you probably don't understand for some buku books. No boom boom soul brother. They don't even know what those racial slurs mean anymore. They're like, uh, isn't a slope like the angle? What are you <laughs> talking about? I see. I, yeah, I don't remember all of the racial slurs, but there's one in particular. I don't even. It's the worst one ever. And I don't even know if he says it in Gran Torino. Yeah, he does. I'm sure he does. But I've heard it in. He other didn't. Miss, he didn't miss many. <laughs> he didn't miss many. <laughs> but there's a particular gardening tool that you use to make holes in the ground. Do you know, does he use that one? Cause I don't remember the particular. I don't know what you're talking about. There's, he says, I don't know here. <laughs> Let me see. Cause I heard it. Just chat it to me. And then I'll screen capture it and say, Oh, look what Bob said to me. Bob's a goddamn racist. No, it's here. I'm trying to find it. I don't. I don't think you. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> here we go. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's something they say against Koreans, where you dig a hole in the ground, with starts with an S. Oh. And then you're face yeah i got you yeah i don't think he says that i don't think uh, i don't think there's any korean people in that movie he's like man we already got too many chinese here <laughs> they all kind of look the same to me man whatever yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna yell some terrible shit at him but i'm kind of nice am i though i mean well but i just want to basically flash my gun at these black guys for walking down the street he kind of reminds me of like racist frozen caveman lawyer <laughs> where like if frozen caveman lawyer is the old snl sketch where there's yeah. a caveman who became a lawyer who always falls back on but i'm a caveman so i don't understand like this hey, is man i grew up in the 40s and the 50s <laughs> yeah so this is kind of like racist caveman lawyer where he's like yeah. it was okay to say this stuff when i was a kid so it's cool still. I got right? Rip Van Winkled, man. I was sleeping for 30 years. I don't know what happened to society. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm the one you should feel bad for because I can't tell these minorities how I really feel and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're all a bunch of snowflakes. Yeah, a bunch of pussies. They should eat some pussy and get over it. <laughs> That's right. Some yum-yum sauce. <laughs> You guys don't got that, don't you? You Chinese guys? Yum yum sauce. Huh? Get that from your girlfriend, the yum yum. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, um, it just doesn't go well. Nothing goes well. It all it all just goes poorly. I mean, Worf's bachelor party goes okay. Yeah. But I mean Alexander's kind of pussing out. Well, to and be fair. He sucks as a Klingon. When in Rome. You know, if you're a pussy, you're always going to kind of be a pussy. Yeah. He sucks at everything. 
but it is nice that he's included in the festivities because I mean, there isn't like a giant war going on. Like they pull him off wherever he is. Like, Hey, we're going to have a bachelor party. Your dad's getting married. Yeah. I think, I kind of think uh, Worf was having, having second thoughts because he was like, no, no, I want to have it on the Klingon home world. It's like, there's no way they're going to get to the to yeah. Kronos anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. I promise baby, as soon as this war is over, we'll get married. <laughs> Look, baby, it's going to be okay. Yeah, let me just, let me talk to your worm. Come on. <laughs> Come on, suck the right one. You go to sleep. Go to sleep, Jesse. <laughs> you, you tax worm. Look how he refers to it as tax worm. Yo, tax worm. Yo, yo. Come on. Why don't you stick your head out a little bit? Come on, tax worm. Tax worm. <laughs> That's right, tax worm. Yeah. Give me that good stuff. That ill, that ill nana. That tax worm. Suck it. He loves it. I mean, apparently lots of people like tax worm. Yeah. It's some good worm. Yeah, she gives the best worm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, Dax is not her shit's not going well at all because she's being hard headed. Yeah, and like she's trying to fuck giant Samoan dudes. Yeah. Like I don't know if they want us to take Dax's side in this episode or not, but I totally don't. Like even though uh uh Sorel, is that her name? Yes. Even though she's being kind of a hard ass, like Dax is totally totally in the wrong here. Dax is trying to meet force with force. Yeah. And a lot of the times that doesn't work. No. You know, like some something's got to give here. There are some pretty funny moments of the episode. Um, you know, I mean, it's not terrible, but like, I guess they get into a fight at the at the big fire party at Dax's place because Sorella, yeah, Sorella shows up and she fucking like pulls a knife on her. Then they fight, and you got to give Dax some credit; she kind of kicks her ass. Yeah. And then they call off the wedding because Worf is like, you got to go apologize. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize. Which makes sense because I, I mean, never should have gotten engaged to you. Maybe you shouldn't. Well, let's not get married. All right, fine. Fine. But leave the worm, though. <laughs> Dax, we're still cool, right? I mean, I don't want to be engaged. The worm just like pokes its head out and winks. We cool. <laughs> I'll be sucking on your left one later, baby. That's right. Give me that yum yum sauce. Put them both in my warm mouth. <laughs> but yeah, so like this is all just cold feet. Like they're all just having cold feet. I think they're all just nervous about getting married because there's a yeah. giant fucking war going on. <laughs> Martok, Martok is like the the level head in the room. <laughs> Which is just, I mean. He's Klingon general. He's like, come on, guys. Shit Stop being a bunch of assholes. <laughs> she loves you. You love her worm. Just fucking do it, man. <laughs> Now give him that yum yum sauce, Dax. <laughs> give him what he needs. And I'm going to declare prima nocta with the Dax worm. I don't have an eye, <laughs> but I can see that you guys are in love with each other. All right, I'll be. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, that was that was my big line. That was. <laughs> he really should have said something like, "Even a one-eyed man like me can see you two knuckleheads are in love." <laughs> It doesn't take two eyes to see <laughs> that you guys love each other. 
I know love when I see it. And I only have one eye, so I don't see much. But I know love. And this is clearly Worf wanting to have sex with the worm inside of you. But it works for everybody, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she seems cool with it. You're okay with it. There's this Samoan guy that's probably going to fuck both of you. But I mean, that's... (laughs) But I see... You think they double teamed the Samoan guy? But I see that's none of my business. Like oh, he yeah. thought he thought he was hooking up with Jadzia and then Worf walks in the room. Worf shows up. Hello. Yeah. First we fight. <laughs> with mini bat less. <laughs> Spin these around. They have like a fight with the bat less, and then the loser's gotta take it. Yeah. <laughs> but Worf always loses somehow. He defeated. Yeah. Oh, you beat me again. <laughs> I don't understand. It must be my unlucky day. I defeated an entire space station of Jemadar. Yeah, we, can, we can go again. If you go, no, no, no. I lost fair and square. Give it to me. So I'm, uh, this is some terrible streak that I'm on. I've lost 300 fights in a row. <laughs> I don't know how much more my butthole can take. It's a good thing I've got another one. <laughs> and the worm can always take one too, right, worm? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Samoan guy. Poor Samoan guy. Gotta fuck Worf. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, you gotta fuck somebody. Yeah. It's better than nothing. I mean, <laughs> it certainly is. Maybe he's into it. I don't know. Worf probably has like a really muscular butt. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that sounds cool too. Yeah. And then um, they finally decide that they love each other and that that's what they like about each other is that they're not compatible, I guess. This is really kind of the the weakest part of the episode, I think. Yeah. Because they kind of decide this separately. And you never see them get together and decide to get married. You never see Dax like have a moment with Sorrel where they kind of, you know, everything comes to a head and they resolve it. It's just like, all right, the wedding's happening. <laughs> it's like they both just happen to be at the same place at the same time. Like, yeah, both wearing red, you know. And it's they like, were oh. returning the security deposit. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's a security deposit for, uh, all right, let's just do it. All right, all right. Well, I mean, it's a lot of money, and I know it's tight. I mean, I'm really gonna miss that worm. So let's just do it. <laughs> let's just let's just tie the knot. But you just, know what I mean? Like, there should have been a moment with Dax and Sorrel where they kind of have go at it, and then kind of realize, like, make an out. Similar? No, like you know, like fight, and then realize, oh, we're more similar than we are different. Maybe we can get along. You know, like that kind of moment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But the wedding itself is pretty awesome. It's a beautiful ceremony. It's pretty awesome. I wish I had a killing on a wedding. And let me ask you a question. And uh, you don't have to be honest with me if you don't want to be. But um, did you tear up a little bit when Morph got married? It was nice. I had a warm feeling inside. Did you tear up a little bit? Not really. But I I thought it was really nice. I'm no good at weddings, Dennis. I got a little, oh, yeah? got a little choked up. Got a little choked up. Well, because I was it, telling, was it was a beautiful ceremony. 
I was like telling the ceremonies go. I really wish I could have had a Klingon like themed yeah, me too. wedding. That would have been awesome. Just me the whole too. storytelling. The gods created a heart that was the most powerful heart in the universe. A Klingon heart. <laughs> I mean, and the Klingons, they really know how to do it, man. Like it's a lot of yeah. bullshit. Like and I know ben, if Ben was here, he would just call this like happy Klingon fun time hour. Man, they just know they deserve their own happy Klingon fun time hour because, like, as opposed to the other, like, featured alien race, the Vulcans, like, you don't get a lot from them. Yeah, well, I, you know, like, they had the a mock time episode where Spock and Kirk have to fight to the death or whatever. Like, that's a, that's a Vulcan wedding ceremony. And they fake the death. That's yeah. Cool. And I mean, like, that only happens like once every seven years, like where they have emotions and then they have to do this because they got to fuck where Klingons are like this all the time. It's just a very dynamic kind of boisterous and fun culture and society where I always feel like the the Vulcans are more kind of shrouded in secret, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? They really did kind of go out of their way to eliminate Vulcans from... TNG and DS9. Like, they're hardly a part of the story. Which I really don't understand. And I know in Voyager, they, you know, Tuvok is Ugh. <laughs> getting his soy chai latte. Where's that soy chai latte? That was like, that was like seven years ago. We just won't let it go. Because <laughs> it's funny. It's... <laughs> hey, how's that soy chai latte coming? <laughs> She's working on it, dude. Come on. Give her a second. Fuck. I mean, you're at a Starbucks at a hotel, bro. Yeah, come on. But yeah, you suck. But anyway, but yeah, like, I don't know why they did such a, like, a hard turn against the Vulcans. But then I feel like now with Discovery, they're kind of bringing that back. And maybe they, maybe they felt like the Vulcans... Was were ground that was already kind of well covered, and so like the Klingons seem like more fun because there's so much more stuff to do because we don't we didn't really know anything about them at first. They were just the big evil empire, you know. Yeah, they do make the uh, like all the other races are pretty monolithic. You know, like they all basically have the same personality traits. Like the Klingons are all a bunch of warriors. The Vulcans are all super logical and shit like that, but so you can't really have a bunch of different Vulcan characters and make them seem different from each other because they're all yeah. going to act the same way and it's boring. Yeah. Or but at least they, Klingons can be crazy and fight each other and try and kill each other. and like, It's dynamic. Yeah. There's a lot of backstabbing and shit like that. Yeah. Even the Romulans are like sneaky. Yeah. Whoa, Dennis. <laughs> all right, Clint Eastwood. Hey, I can say that. <laughs> all right. Fucking <laughs> Grand Torino, Deep Space Nine. Them, them. Romulans are sneaky. You bull-haired freaks. <laughs> you fucking shoulder pad wearing weirdos. God damn it. But I, I do like the Romulans, but I also still feel like I've watched an entire series and almost an entire another series, and I don't know shit about the Romulans. Yeah, they don't really, but they're secretive. Yeah, but still, at some point, dude, we've watched fucking almost 400 episodes of television we should know a little bit but i feel yeah. like the it's kind of weird because they don't really like in the original series there's not a lot about the romulans 
in the original series movies, there's not a lot about the Romulans. So I understand like they brought in the Cardassians in TNG because they wanted a different alien to be the, you know, the, the uh, adversary. Yeah. But But why not use the Romulans more? Like they, they hardly used them to much effect. And considering like the Romulans are held in such high regard among Star Trek fandom, like there is the Rom, there's like the big four of the aliens. It's like the humans, the Klingons, the Balkans, and the Romulans. But it's like you don't even really see a lot of Romulans. And when you do, it's like, oh, Romulans, cool. But I guess maybe that's up and then they leave. Maybe that's what they're going for with that. Like, oh shit, they broke out the Romulans. That's some. That's that's some big stuff. Yeah. You know. Although some of the Romulan episodes are pretty good. The Defector was pretty good. The Defector is one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like, it's very much Cardassian, especially Deep Space Nine. It's all Bajor and Cardassians. But yeah. it, obviously so, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you know? But I'd be loving them Klingons, Jack. They'd be doing all kinds of Klingon shit. That's right. Martok. He the, he the best. Martog B, I mean, he the best. He makes me chuckle. Oh man. What do you what do you what do you rate the episode? Um, I don't know, six. Yeah. Like it's not terrible. Um, it's good. It it's it's effective. It moves the story along. I get more Martog. I get more knowledge about the House of Moog. And excuse me, about the House of Martog, which I'm super into. Like, I'm cool. I can't see an episode. I can't see an episode at this point of Deep Space Nine being below a six for me. Because, like, I enjoy the characters a lot. I enjoy the setting of the world. And I know that, like, next week there's probably going to be some serious shit jumping off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Honestly, I think I would have rated this like a 4.5 if that wedding wasn't so awesome. But <laughs> I'll give it a I'll give it an extra point, like 5.5. That's funny. Just Five. the character, like everybody acted weird in the episode. Well, but I, mean, I think they were doing it too because they needed some kind of conflict. You know, because if you have the episode go, well, this is my wife, Sorel. Uh, you gotta get her approval she's like oh it's so nice to meet you i can't wait to then then where the fuck are we going yeah i guess the b story could have been something dumb like oh we need this particular kind of flower that's hard to find on bajor and you got like you know rom and lita trying to find the stupid flowers or something that would have been fun yeah you know would it (laughs) you know or maybe it could have been like you could have had lita and rom want to get married on the same day as fucking cork double books yeah cork double books and then like then they got to figure it all out that actually would have been fun yeah like he double books because he forgot like i didn't think you'd be back i didn't think the station would be open by then i didn't think the federation would be here but Uh, he, he sees an opportunity to make some money yeah, I needed to fill the room. I needed one of to make- them. I'm going to make a hollow suite that looks like corks. Yeah. Blindfold them and get them in there. <laughs> you know, I needed the extra the extra bread. And then, like, they have the kind of like, well, well, I'm your brother, and blah, blah, blah. And then you could go from there. Yeah. I'm not saying it's great, but it's a start. Yeah. 
you know, because that that at least the conflict. I don't know, but yeah, whatever, man. I mean, it's an episode. Yeah, you we know? got through it. Yeah, we got through it together. You know, they love each other, and I'm happy they're married. Yeah. I just can't wait to watch that sex tape, baby. It's gonna be kinky as shit. <laughs> that worm gonna be sucking everybody's. <laughs> that Samoan guy gonna show up. That's right. <laughs> It's going to light Wolf's balls on fire. Julian, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I like, and you even had some resolution with um, uh, Odo and Kira. They were up all night talking because they're trying to hammer out their relationship because it got weird there for a minute when Odo was like, yeah, I don't care if our friends get killed. Yeah. <laughs> because I fuck some lady. I'm sitting here trying to link. You give me all your problems. Yeah, bitch, I got other shit on my mind, baby. <laughs> trying to get up in this lake. Do you know what the link is like? You, you, you say you do, but you don't know. You got no clue. How could you, you stupid bitch? Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, come on. They be letting me get up all in it. Stop being such a hooker. <laughs> These fucking snotties, bitch. I mean, what's the big deal? You was in love with that one good-looking dude for a long time. That Canadian guy. <laughs> he got turned into a robot guy. Looked like the Highlander or some shit. I don't know. You know, that one dude. It would be great if they, like, they never reconciled. The rest of the series, they're just fighting with each other and taking cheap shots the whole time. I, I mean... I would be okay with that, but I know that doesn't happen. Yeah. Which is the the coming Narice Odo relationship is one thing that I'm not looking forward to at all. Like I'm just not. Like it doesn't even make sense. Why would Narice be interested in a dude whose dick is all weird? <laughs> And like liquidy. I don't understand. I mean, he could make it anything that she wants, though. Make it a real human penis. Or maybe she wants something weird. I don't know, but I'm just saying, I that's something that I'm not looking forward to. I'm yeah. just not. Well, at least it won't happen in the next episode. It's true. So we got that. The mirror universe comes back. I know. seen that one i didn't even watch the episode this week i've just seen this episode like five times oh yeah on what's it called so i kind of, i mean you see it once you know what happens yeah you know do you think dax fucked the samoan guy i don't know who else was in there somebody else was in there too I remember the Simone. I bet she asked the Simone guy to like pull it out in a drunken stupor. He pulled it out. And yeah. He's like, set it on fire and spin it around. Yeah. He, then she was like, you know what? No, I'm okay. Yeah. Warp's got two of them. I just want to watch. Warp be beating me up with his two schlongs. Yeah. You only got one schlong. Mm. You better stick that torch in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Dax is a freak. Jax is a freak. She's been alive for over 500 years. She needs more than, you know, standard sexual encounter. She a freak. Well, 
Well, there you go, everybody. That's Deep Space Nine. We are happy about you listening to the episode. Hey, sorry we don't do more episodes, but you know, we got shit going on. I apologize. I apologize. This thing we've been doing for free for like eight years doesn't come out frequently enough for your like. Excuse me. Maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe, you know, there's an absence in his life when our episodes aren't. Well, you know what you could say? Like, man, I really love your podcast. Yeah. Not, oh, you don't do that as much as you used to. The fuck? <laughs> Just back up. So, well, there you go, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. And we will be back next week with more amazing Dork Trek fun. So be good. Or will we? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I don't understand. <laughs>